As it orbits the Earth, the Moon always keeps the same face towards us. This has long prompted speculation as to what there might be on the until recently unseen far side of the Moon. Lunar orbiters have sent back images of what look like the kinds of regular geometric structures that do not appear in nature. And now, through the use of deep penetrating radar, the Chinese U-22 lunar rover has revealed structures buried hundreds of metres beneath the surface. Join us on Aliens Explored as we discuss alien structures on the far side of the moon. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aliens explored. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens X, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, all manner of alien items and even strange alien bases under the sea, hidden under the Earth's crust and all kinds of places. I am one of your hosts, Jude Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. Uh, I think it's fair to say the one who disputes the evidence of <laughs> oh, the existence evidence oh if we had evidence evidence <laughs> you've got evidence <laughs> I'm all in C- circumstantial evidence I think mm. is the, uh, yeah <laughs> what we do I mean we have evidence of course of um, UFOs and UAPs because do we? even the Pentagon are releasing footage yeah yeah the tic tac and go fast yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure of. The, obviously, I, I have my doubts about that evidence. Um, well, I mean, Pentagon. I, I mean, the, um, well, they're, show, they're showing me the something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They're telling me what they think it is or what they think it might be. And I think, okay, well, yeah, it might be that. It might be something else. Might be. I'm might not. Um, be. I'm not taking that as absolute proof. Sorry, but well, I've, no. I've, I've set a very high bar for this. <laughs> it's it's good to keep an open mind, and uh, mm. yeah, I, I I I can foresee skepticism coming from you for today's <laughs> subject. But before we get into that, how are you? It's been a it's been a little while since you and I have spoken. It has been a while, hasn't it? Have we we haven't spoken since I got back from my holiday? Have we? Uh, yes, briefly. I think. Briefly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What What's new with you? Um. Well, my my wife's gone off on holiday again. 
She was always planning to. It wasn't just because of the disappointing right. weather when, when she went away with me. So she's, she's away with her. She's packed her bags and gone she's, last night. I'm assuming she's gone on holiday. She's, pa- she's packed her bags. And, and last night I sent, her a, I sent her a good night text and I sent her a photo of me and the cat in her place. You know, the cat always curls up. And me and the cat there. And then shortly after I'd taken the picture and sent it, the cat attacked me, sort of biting and scratching, because he does that sometimes, and then went off to sleep somewhere else. Right. right. Um, there we go. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> a little I insight to my domestic. When you said, I sent her a goodnight text and sent her this photo. <laughs> oh, God, where's this going? Oh, bless. The no, scaramanger, keep... though. Yeah. I'm keeping to our, our family-friendly remit for this show. <laughs> um, but you've just been away too, haven't you, for a few days? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've just been at a, uh, a a nice little Star Trek convention up in Birmingham, mm. in the Midlands, uh, in the UK, for our... That, that's, uh, yeah, for not, our, not Birmingham, Alabama, for those of our American no, listeners no, who wonder what no, they might have missed. Yeah. The original Birmingham, yes. Mm. Um yeah, in fact, uh, well, I mean, it, it's an unofficial Star Trek convention, but uh, there are no official Star Trek conventions in the UK currently. Oh, right. So, you know, we don't have much of a choice there. Uh, but it was really nice, really good. Uh, I mean, it's great. Mm. I, so I'm being the massive geek I am, I've got like this huge collection of uniforms and things like that. Got over 30 uniforms. Hmm. So it was great to be able to get some of those really? out and wear really? them. Really? You got that many? With pride. 30. Yeah. Wow. O- over 30. Well over 30. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely the geekiest of the geeks. You, you've um, definitely got to put in your will, <laughs> being a bit morbid here, but for your funeral, <laughs> you've got to be buried in a red Star Trek shirt from the original <laughs> series. <laughs> yes, being piped out to mm. uh, with amazing grace. Mm. Uh, if any listeners are Star Trek fans, they know exactly what I'm referring to. I'm sure a few of our listeners <laughs> are, very, are very much Star Trek fans. And uh, you you were mentioned, actually. Uh, I, I was chatting with someone uh, who is a listener to uh, to this. Uh, so, mm. hello, Alistair. Um, yeah, who, Hi, Alistair. Said, oh, it's really great that uh, you and Neil are going to be working together at Christmas. I'm like, ah, yes, of course, we've recorded new episodes since that because <laughs> that, that was the latest news that's gone out as we yeah. were recording uh yeah you're not going to be well you're going to be doing it somewhere else now aren't you somewhere else yeah around london now instead yeah more local around, for you around my manor yeah <laughs> reggie gaff <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well speaking of oh God, I've got no segue for that. I was going to do something <laughs> about adding a round your manner. Um, yeah, come on. As, your... as the clumsier, the better. You know. <laughs> I can go with round your mooner or round your lunar. No, that doesn't quite work. Anyway, what we're here to discuss today, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> of course, I mean, listeners presumably will have seen the title of the episode and know it's... Mm. Of course, talking about alien structures on the moon, mm-hmm. um, which always interests me. We always talk about the moon, and we know what we mean by the moon. We mean mm. lunar. 
Um, do you know how many moons the Earth has? Um, well, there's definitely that one big one. Have we got lots yeah. of smaller ones that we didn't, that I didn't know about? There's like hundreds of them. Big enough to land a spacecraft on. Ah, now apparently that's not the definition of a moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, apparently there are yeah, yeah. There's hundreds of these things orbiting, as moons do. Um, very very small ones, of course. Mm. But uh, yeah, but we are talking about the the main moon, uh, the big one. I mean, we know there is all sorts of. I mean, as well as space junk, there are other things in our orbit, aren't there? That um, occasionally cause damage to astronauts and their craft when they're when they're in orbit yes yes well oh god the amount of space debris mm. and detritus and junk that's up there old defunct satellites and things like that it's is oh it's it's terrible i mean moving we are literally littering our orbit moving at tremendous speeds as well i mean it's depicted in that film gravity with sandra bullock where um the Russians have blown up one of their satellites or shot down one of their, their own satellites because it's defunct. And there's debris coming their way at 40,000 miles an hour that will just go through everything. That just, you know, that's, that causes the whole problem, doesn't it? This being hit by the debris from this destroyed satellite. But it seems a bit of an irresponsible thing to do, to just blow something up. It is, and you only need something like the sign of a size of a grain of sand to blow a hole in your um mm. in your capsule and you, you, you're stuffed yeah mm. one of the reasons why space travel is so very dangerous now at this stage it's of, early, early pioneering stages isn't it like like flying an airplane was very very dangerous when people first did it we're still at that kind of primitive is. stage and, and here's an interesting little factoid more time has passed since we first landed on the moon mm. than had passed between the Wright brothers making their first flight and us landing on the moon. That was 67 years, wasn't it? Was it 1902 they made their first flight? Was it 1902? Yeah. And then we know, I, on I'm them. saying this is a fact. I haven't yeah. actually <laughs> no, checked. I, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm, calling, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you on this one. No, it's, okay. it, would have been, it would have been 67 years from the first flight to landing on the moon from 1902 yes. to 1969. So it's, what, 54 years okay. ago okay. that we landed on the moon. So... Not quite yet, but we're getting there. It's it's comparable, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's quite a. Thing. When, when you think of that... the amount of progress that you know, my my grandparents would have been born into a world where heavier than air flight wasn't possible, where mm. most traffic was horse drawn, there were no. I mean, cinema was in its infancy. Radio people didn't have telephones, radios, or anything like that, and they lived to see someone walking on the moon. Um, that, that they they saw incredible progress yeah. in their lifetimes. I would argue that yeah, they they say that technology is advancing at a huge rate, but I I would argue that we haven't actually seen that much in terms of brand new innovations. What we've seen are improvements to what we've always had. 
for instance, my I iPhone. Think... Well, I've always had the ability to telephone. I've always had the ability to send a text to someone. I just had to go to a post office to do it. Uh, but iPhones do far, far more than just that. Okay, things like map reading. Yeah, well, I've always had maps, but this is an improvement. It gives you directions. Satellite well, I had navigation. A navigator. Yeah, satellite navigation. But I had navigation before. I had maps and compasses. Yeah, it's an improvement. But it's not something, oh, wow, this is something. It's not like the idea that if you wanted to talk to someone or communicate someone, you had to actually physically go to them. As my the, that's the world my grandparents were born into. Mm. Now we have, yeah, communication that has improved. We've got navigation that's improved. We've got all sorts of things. We can look things up without having to go to a library. It's all in our pocket, but it's it's still yeah. What I would say was improvements on what we've always had. I, I I'm going to suggest that there is a difference between advancement and innovation. That those are mm. two separate things, and yet you're absolutely right. I, I I would agree. We haven't had much in the way of innovation. I mean, you look at like cars. You know, they're, they're coming up with electric cars and you know, emission-free mm. sort of cars and and much safer cars and things like that. But it's still a car in mm. the same way a Model T is a car. So yeah, uh, we haven't had a great deal of innovation. Um, yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with you on mm. that. But but the advancements that have been made to improve those innovations has been phenomenal. Mm. Oh yeah, but yeah, and there's a whole this, different technology behind it. But it's still giving us something that my great grandparents would have recognised. Oh, you can yeah. watch a movie. Yeah, I can do that. There's a cinema just around the corner. Because there isn't a cinema just around the corner now. Yeah, yeah. But but necessity is the mother of invention, and mm. we yeah we've, we don't have we've much digressed. necessity. <laughs> we've yeah. really digressed. Yeah, Bring it talk- back then, but to the moon, and and we're talking about these these alleged. Mm alien structures that have been found on the moon um now we talk about leaps in technology uh then mm. we we can sort of segue this a little yeah. bit um you've got the lunar reconnaissance orbiter now this is a a satellite that takes very very detailed images of the moon and it's been floating around the moon and taking images uh, not only of its its light side, which we can see hmm. at all times anyway, um, and point telescopes at and minutely inspect, but it's taken really detailed imagery of the dark side of the moon as well. Now, uh, I should just... I'm not sure all of our see. listeners are aware of this, because I wasn't always aware of it, that the moon always presents the same face to us, doesn't it? As it goes around, yes, it it's does. always just showing... That same face. So there is a dark side that we we never see. Well, it's not the it's it's only the dark side when it's on one side of us. When it's when it's uh, when it's between us and the sun, it's the very very bright side. Well, I, it's uh, yes, yes, it would be in those occasions. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and it's it only looks like the light side to us because it's reflecting sunlight. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, we call it the dark side of the moon. Um, 
because mm. it's catchier. <laughs> it's catchier, like, like, well, but it's it's about as accurate as darkest Africa. It's not dark at all. It's just a well, it's it's sometimes dark, just like everywhere else is sometimes yeah. dark. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's largely unknown to us that um, that when when NASA and the Soviet and Chinese equivalents have landed on the moon. And I think have the Indians landed on the moon as well. I don't know how many different nations have landed on the moon. And presumably it's on the side always facing us that technically is there a telescope powerful enough that you would be able to see them? That they can um, sort of wave to you from the moon. I don't know about waving, but mm. uh I believe yes. I believe so. I mean, look at what the you know the Hubble telescope that's now been replaced, of course, mm. could detect. So yeah, there's no reason why not at all. And for fear of pandering to those who doubt that the moon landings actually happened, um, I wonder if they ever had a conversation where they're saying, if we're going to plant a flag on the moon, why don't we take a really massive flag? A mile square, made up of yeah, material, which would obviously fold up small enough, but take a massive flag that could be seen from Earth. Living in no yeah. doubt, you know, this is our territory. <laughs> well, I don't think there was... A, I have to admit, I used to be one of those people. I was a moon landing denier at one point. Because mm. um, I'd... Yeah, I'd, I'd done the whole, oh, look, it's a rock in two allegedly different places. Oh, look, that thing is, mm. you know, is obscuring the the uh, the crosshairs in the in the lens and I, I I am prepared to believe that some of the footage isn't what it purports to be that they've added in footage to that's know, exactly and, and, what it is they've included promotional images hmm. um, and they have been presented as uh, as moon landing footage hmm. when they aren't. So yes, you are absolutely correct. This is yeah. why one of the reasons why I'm now I now accept that the moon landings did actually happen. But that that's going to feed into conspiracy theories, isn't it? Because if people say, "Well, yeah, you've said that footage is fake. You you actually shot that somewhere on a you know, back lot in California or in a studio. How do I know you didn't do all the rest there? You've admitted that much. Mm. You know. Yeah. We're digressing again. We are digressing again. So <laughs> we've, got, we've got a dark side of the moon that we never see. Um, yeah, now there's a non-facing, just for the non-facing side, the, non the never-facing side. side of the moon. Now I've got in front of me an, an article from a newspaper called the Independent, which um, is as reliable as the British press probably ever gets. Certainly more uh, reliable the Independent than most. Is not just it, it's, it's not it's not independent <laughs> um i can't see a date on a date on this it was put up by someone one day ago and it's about um china's Chengi 4 mission rover that has helped scientists visualize hidden structures deep below the surface of the moon's far side Oh, I don't um, know about this. Yeah, and so it's an advance that reveals billions of years of lunar history. But it seems to be that they're suggesting these structures have been created by um, volcanic activity 
I, I, I don't think the moon is volcanic at all now, is it? I didn't know that it had ever been. I thought it was just a dead piece of rock. It's inert um, now. Uh, mm. I, I'm sure I've heard this said that it, it used to be volcanic. I mean, the moon forms in exactly the same way that the Earth formed. Well, I think it was mm. a chunk of the Earth that basically broke off and when when the Earth was hit by coalescing as its own planet. Basically, yeah, when, when the Earth was hit by a massive asteroid mm. millions of years ago. Um, now that this this rover and and the lander. Um, they made history in 2019, so only four years ago. So, 50 years after the moon, after the first moon landings, as the first human objects to land on the far side of the moon, the side that faces away from the Earth, as we've said. Now they, they, yes, again, so, just for our listeners, just so that our listeners are aware of this. Of course, whilst we the the first moon landing took place in 1969, mm. the last manned landing on the moon was 1972. Was that by NASA as well? That was by anyone. Has anyone else? I mean, the Russians have landed on the moon, have N- they? Or? N- not manned. Right. Have the, and the Chinese not? So just NASA. And this feeds into. Theories, uh, I'll say conspiracy theories, uh, mm. that about there being alien structures on the moon and there being mm. alien bases on the moon, um, suggesting that actually we were warned off. Um, because the the dark side of the moon would be a fantastic place to put an alien base because at no point from Earth can you see it. No. And it's like really handy for visiting Earth, but we've we've had plenty of craft orbiting the moon, haven't we? That would see the the far side of the moon. We we have um, that I'm aware of. It's never been timed to uh, coincide with a lunar eclipse, though. So whilst most most historically speaking until you had the lunar reconnaissance orbiter that i was aware of mm. um prior to that basically when it went round to the other side of the moon it just looked dark so you couldn't mm. see anything because there were no when, natural light sources yeah but you know a lot of the time that 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 side of the moon is going to be towards the sun isn't it as much of the time as it's as the other side, mm. I mean, it's... well, not sure. No, I'm, mm. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't know. His orbits work that way. I, don't, I don't think it orbits with the. It, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's the honest yeah. answer there. That's yeah. I simply don't know. Uh, but yeah, mm. so you were saying that this this Chinese mission they've they've discovered. Underground looks like underground. What was it? Tunnels or? Um, it's looking like structures formed out of cooling lava, out of volcanic activity. Um, the new study published in the Journal of Geophysical Research, colon planets, revealed lunar lava likely flowed across the landscape in this part of the moon billions of years ago. 
researchers found vo volcanic rock layers are thinner the closer they are to the lunar surface. And um, the thickness variation suggests a decrease in the eruption scale over time. Right. So uh, that's that's really quite interesting. So looking at the ones and, and comparing that with the ones that the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter saw, hmm. um, for example, there's one in the middle of a crater. Now, craters are is shaped because something mm. impacts and all the ash dust gets thrown up into the air and expelled away mm. but right in the middle of a crater the uh, one particular crater uh the lunar orbiter um fact some dome shaped mm. looks very much like dome dome shaped structures it has been postulated that maybe the dust went, some of the dust went straight up in the air and straight back down again. But I, I struggle with that one a bit. Um, hmm. They've found some parallel tracks, so like two sets of lines running in straight lines, perpendicular. But those have been theorised to have been lunar rover tracks. Okay, so we're finding our own tracks and seeing it as evidence of someone's been here before. Oh, oh yeah, that was us. Well, the interesting thing is where these tracks are start and end, there isn't a lunar rover. Okay. So, if a lunar rover made the tracks, what happened to the lunar rover? Yeah, so presumably all this all this stuff, these lunar rovers, are all they're all just parked there on the moon, aren't they? Yeah, because it's going to be cheaper just to leave them there than bring them back. And, um, well, and also, yeah, you probably don't have the capacity to bring them back, do you? You've got so much... You can only take so much fuel with you that will get you there. You've got a much smaller amount to bring you back, but that's on the understanding that you're not going to be bringing an awful lot of stuff back with you. If they can get the Mars rover to sing happy birthday to itself on its birthday... Hmm. they can find a way of bringing the lunar rovers back, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they could, but as you say, it's not worth <laughs> it doing. It just would cost, be cost-effective. The, the cost yeah. of doing it. I mean, I know these things cost ridiculous amounts of money, but that's in the development, isn't it? The materials themselves, the thing itself, yeah. isn't actually worth that much money. It's the know-how and all the technology that... The technological know-how that went into it and all the, all the development work that went into it that makes it so expensive yeah but yeah and, it's not, i mean not we're not cheap to build but you're not going to reuse them either so yeah no what why would you bring them back in fact you'd just um, be endangering your astronauts if you say to them oh by the way can you bring it back with you can you exactly so that brings us straight back to those parallel lines you would expect to see a lunar rover at one end of them mm. and you don't so that's a bit odd but the most compelling ones to me, um, there's there's two in particular. One is on the rim of what is called the Boltzmann Crater. Mm -hmm. There appears to be some square... It's right on the rim of the crater, and it looks like it's a perfectly square structure. Hmm. And the other one 
is the Demores crater, which appears to have a circular tube. And just at the source of that circular tube is again some square blocks that have been estimated to, to be nine miles long. That's about 15 kilometers. Hmm. So it's huge sort of square blocks and they they sort of come to a point and this huge tube comes out from it. You think China would go and have a look at that, wouldn't you? They've got a rover there. It's, it's... Well, who's to say they haven't? Yeah. And they're keeping it from us. Well, could be they're keeping it from us. Who's to say? I mean, so there are a number of theories out there. One is it's us. We have built a base on the moon and we're just keeping it secret. Mm. Uh, another is it's aliens who have built a base on the moon and it's being kept secret. Again, that ties in with like the whole why haven't we been back to the moon since 1972 is uh, people theorise that it's because we have been warned off. I would offer an alternative theory to that. I would say that America was seriously behind in the space race. The the Soviets are supposedly a nation with supposedly less technology and less know-how at its fingertips, was the first to put a satellite in orbit, was the first to put a living creature in orbit. They put a dog in orbit and then I think a monkey. And they were first to put a human being into orbit. Um, this has been attributed to the Soviets were... Were they they were they were prepared to take much higher risks with the with the lives and safety of their astronauts. Um, but they were st they were using liquid fuel rockets, which are apparently hugely dangerous. NASA was waiting until they developed far more stable solid fuel rockets. And I remember after the fall of the Soviet Union, some some news came out that uh, Yuri Gagarin hadn't actually been the first man in space. That the, you know, the risks the Russian ra Russians ran were often realised and that lots of astronauts had been into space before him but had either died or had come back in such a badly mangled state that they weren't presentable. Yuri Gagarin was about the fifth man into space and came back in a presentable condition. For instance, the Russians didn't know how to slow down a capsule, how to how to land it when it re-entered. They hadn't worked out, you know, it's coming into Earth, it's coming in at, at cosmic speed, what, 40,000 miles an hour or something like that. Well, if you just open a parachute, this is gonna tear off. Yes. So what Yuri Gagarin had to do was climb out of the cab, <laughs> once he's entered into orbit, flying through the sky, phenomenal he had to climb out and jump and then open his own parachute because they couldn't, yeah, they didn't know about retro rockets or they hadn't developed retro rockets. They these things would just come in and crash at at tremendous speeds. Um, so, but but given that the the Americans realised that they were way behind, that they you know, the Russians keep having these these breakthroughs in space travel, they haven't got anything. So, I think that's why Kennedy said, "Well, we'll do something the Russians can't do. We'll put a man on the moon." And that's why they did it. But then having done it, they said, well, God, that was ruinously expensive. That served no particular purpose. We can't see any strategic advantage of being able to get to the moon. There's no, there's nothing we can exploit there. It's interesting. We bring back some rocks. 
but there's not much to be done there. Um, we we don't have the the technology and certainly not the money to be able to exploit any theoretical advantages. So they just stopped going. Just yeah, we proved a point, but it's not worth doing it again. That's my theory. That's your theory. So. So what is your theory about these structures? In the, I'm conscious we're getting on for time a little bit. So what, what's your theories on these structures of the moon? Um, I would have parent? to say, I don't know. It's interesting that there are these geometrical, geometrically regular shapes, which, don't, which tend not to occur in nature. Um, mm -hmm. It does suggest some kind of activity, but... I'm not going to leap straight to they were made by extraterrestrials. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, let's have a look at them up close first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see what you they are. We need to revisit the moon yeah. in person to see them. Yeah. Well, China's got a rover on the moon, on the dark side of the moon. I mean, I imagine the moon is probably bigger than we, just because it's on that same side of the moon. Well, yeah, you can be on the same side of Earth and still be thousands of miles away from it. I imagine. It's probably a greater distance than the rover is. Well, it's it's as likely as not to be a greater distance than the rover's capable of travelling. I think the moon's about a quarter the size of Earth, hmm. I think. Is it? Something so like even that. so, that it could be a journey of hundreds of, hundreds of miles. Hmm. Oh, oh, easily. Yeah. Very easily. Well, I, I'm going to put forward... I've got different theories for different for different apparent structures hmm. when we look at these dome structures i'm yeah I'm, I'm not convinced by this idea just get to go straight up and then come straight back down but hmm. rocks sort of hit things there's there's going to be some sort of rock at the center of a crater and dust will settle over it hmm. that could create dome-like image you know shapes so it, it's I, not, I, the, I, it's I not of, the thing that made the crater still sat there in the middle of the crater is it a Exactly. That 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 I can see as a potential mm. um, answer. The parallel tracks. Well, yeah, maybe maybe the some part of the tracks have been covered over by dust over time, and that's why it doesn't lead to a rover. I can I can sort of get on board with. Well, maybe these parallel lines are caused by rovers. Uh, even if um, even if the tracks have been covered over, I mean, there's no wind or anything on the moon, is there? That there's no, no, there's but there are to... impacts on the moon. There is there is gravity on the moon, just mm. nowhere near the same level as here on Earth. Yeah. So, um, no, there isn't any wind. But when something does impact on the moon, it does create a cloud of dust that then travels and settles. Mm. So I can I can I can sort of accept that. Um, that's fair enough. The the Boltzmann Crater Square images, uh, it's been suggested that that might be caused by pixelation in the images. Okay. And, and when I've looked at it, I can, yeah, I can sort of see how that might happen. But the Demoris Crater one, that's definitely not pixelation. Um, there is... It really does. It looks like um, a step pyramid. Okay. To, for all intents and purposes, just with really sharper edges than you get here on Earth in step pyramids. That's so, like an, Az an Aztec pyramid. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. Worth looking up. Um, 
listeners and and yeah search for the demoris crater um and look at that there are that people have supposedly spotted numerous uh, sort of different structures some of them look like chimneys some of them look like weapons even so cannons pointing out um some of them look like bridges there's all sorts of strange um landscape elements let's say on the moon i'm Mm. i'm pretty convinced there is something going on there or has gone on at some point in the past uh because there is there's too much weirdness there's weirdness but there's also the human tendency to find to 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 join the dots to find shapes where there is like that like to see shapes in clouds and that sort of thing Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm inclined to agree with you on the principle. We need to look at this more closely. We we need to mm-hmm. go back to the moon. We need to visit these specific locations mm. in person. I, Somebody thing, who's trustworthy that's been sent by the government. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> but you know, one, one thing I learned about even just aerial photography on Earth when um, when. Um, Colin Powell, General Powell, was justifying the need to invade Iraq, and he was showing these aerial photos of of supposed chemical weapons installations in Iraq. And what you realise from these aerial photos is that they have to be interpreted by experts. You can't just a normal per, a lay person can't just look at one of these photos and say, "Oh yeah, I can see this, I can see that." You pretty much need an expert, and they will tell you what what that is. You can't see it for yourself and I, I wonder how much of that is going on that someone said oh yeah this is this but yeah you can see these shapes but you know. it could well be well listeners that's all the time we've got for this week so listeners do write in and let us know what you think about these structures on the moon you can email us aliensexplored at gmail.com you can contact us through Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all those links will be below. And of course, if you're one of our Patreon subscribers, you get to chat to us through the Discord server as well as other like-minded people. Join us next time, though, when we will be discussing the life and relevant work of John F. Stratton. Jay, as he's known as hmm. well. To his friends and to everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. So don't miss that one. In the meantime, keep watching the moon through the most powerful telescopes you can find and see what you can see there. And of course, keep watching the skies. Catch you next time. Catch you next time. You keep talking over me. Catch you next time. Bye bye.